welcome to Cloud9Fin, a podcast on all things leverage finance. We follow corporate debt from issuance to redemption, credits from performing to distressed, and everything in between. I'm Sammy Cole, your host in London, and this week I'm welcoming US editor and fellow podcast host, Will Cager-Smith, as a guest this time. Thanks so much for joining me today, Will. You're most welcome. It's nice to be on the other side of the questions for a change. Yep, the tables have turned. All right, so this week we're talking about UK-based pizza restaurant operator, Pizza Express. And during the company's first quarter earnings call last week, someone asked a question about its new record label, PX Records. I know I was a bit surprised to see a restaurant getting into the music business. So could you tell me a little bit more about this new venture? Yeah, so this record label was actually announced a few weeks before last week, but the, the news didn't get a huge amount of attention. Um, that might be because it, it was not kind of widely reported. Um, and it might also be because a lot of banks were collapsing at the time. So there was, there was bigger news around, basically. But um, I was glad to be reminded of it. Basically, Ninefin has this cool new AI transcripts tool, which we're, we're um, rolling out right now. And we were looking through the, the day's earnings summaries early last week, and the AI had very astutely highlighted this record label in its auto-generated summary of the Pizza Express earnings call. Um, and there wasn't much explanation of how the label will will function kind of operationally on the call, but I did some digging and basically they're going to release some albums digitally and on other formats like vinyl too, um, most of which will be drawn from recordings from Pizza Express's live music venues. Wow, okay. I didn't know Pizza Express had music venues. Yeah, as funny as it may sound, Pizza Express is actually kind of a stalwart of the London jazz scene and actually has been for, for many years. They opened a live music venue called Pizza Express Jazz Club in Soho in the 70s. And this is a legit venue, like it's hosted some absolute legends like Tony Bennett and the late great Amy Winehouse. And they have recordings of a lot of those gigs. So they're sort of sitting on this treasure trove of unique music recordings that could theoretically if they can work things out with the artists and their representation be released to, so that the general public can can hear them that's really cool so have they hosted any other kind of artists or is it just jazz um actually no it's not just jazz when i, I spoke to ross dines last week he's he's managing px records um he reeled off a list with some uh, of some other artists that have played at the at the venues. They have three venues, by the way. There's one in Soho, one in Chelsea, and one uh, the location escapes me, but some one, one somewhere else in London. And um, two of the names that he mentioned that stood out were uh, for one Ed Sheeran, who is obviously just a massive pop star, um, not really someone that you would associate with the jazz scene necessarily, and also Goldie, who is probably best known as a a legendary drum and bass producer, but also has far broader talents, including painting and orchestral conducting. Um, and who knows how many of these gigs were A, actually recorded, and B, will end up being released on PX Records. But the point is, there is this giant bank of unique music recordings that's currently just sort of sitting there gathering dust. So, you know, they might as well do something with it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so interesting. But I mean, what's the actual business case for something like this? Like, surely Pizza Express sells pizzas, right? Yeah, and, and Doughballs. Yeah, can't forget the infamous Doughballs. But yeah, how does records fit into the biggest business plan? Yeah, it, it is a fair question. And um, Paula McKenzie, Pizza Express's CEO, addressed this on the earnings call last week. And basically the way that she explained it 
The company's latest growth plan rests on four pillars. She called them four bold ideas. And PX Records plays into one of these pillars, which is the value of the brand. So she basically called the brand, the Pizza Express brand, the company's biggest asset. Um, the the brand has been around since 1965, I think, like the, the sort of mid 60s. And music has been a part of that for many years. So they they um, they started the the Soho uh, Jazz Club in in the 70s, and they have all these recordings that they can potentially release, which should help build and bolster the brand further and ultimately hopefully make more people visit the restaurants and buy more dobles and padana pizzas right okay so a pretty simple idea then yeah i mean she literally said on the call and i'm quoting it's as linear as that that's how the two things benefit the business okay i guess that's a pretty straightforward argument around the business case yeah well i mean that's her explanation and i, I should caveat that years of journalism experience have trained me to be extremely skeptical whenever a, a company executive says something like it's actually very simple or it's as linear as that when answering a, a question like that on an earnings call it always instinctively makes me think that it's probably not as simple as that but i do have to admit that in this case the fact that pizza express already has this giant library of recordings which mean, means production costs should be minimal and also that the brand already has this well-established position on the london live music scene which means that um, you know they they don't have to do as much marketing as you might when you launch a record label. Um, that probably means that in in monetary terms, at least, there's probably not a huge amount of downside here. Um, so on that note, I did talk to um, when I was talking to Ross Dines, the the label head, last week about what the I, I pressed him about what the margins would be like for this part of the business. And he wasn't willing to put a number on it, partly because the label's only been active for a few weeks and only has a couple of releases so far. But he did say that he expected the margins to be pretty strong, which kind of checks out when you consider that their startup costs should be relatively low. Like normally a label has to spend a bunch of money on R&D and scouting new talent. Um, PX Records doesn't really have to do that. And theoretically, they also don't have to spend a huge amount of money on marketing and they don't have to invest in recording and studio infrastructure because they've got these live venues already so so yeah a lot of the a lot of the costs that you would normally expect just don't really exist here yeah okay that makes sense and i guess as we're talking about margins um in the first quarter pizza express as a whole reported pretty abysmal ebitda margins compared to this quarter last year mm -hmm. and especially compared to pre-pandemic levels and quotes on its bonds uh, so it issued um, 335 million of secured bonds back in 2021. Mm -hmm. They mature in 2026. These bonds dropped a couple of points after the earnings call. Yeah, they did. They weren't the they weren't the best numbers. Although I should definitely caveat that the restaurant sector and also the broader hospitality space, or many parts of it at least, are under pretty immense margin pressure right now because of things like labor labor costs and and high inflation. Um, but Still, Pizza Express's bonds are quoted at 81, more or less, which is not, it's just not great in terms of absolute numbers. Um, mm -hmm. And actually, since those bonds were issued back in 2021, the company's margins have fallen by about two thirds. So they're being hit pretty hard. And at the same time, while the CapEx spend for the record label should be quite minimal, the company is spending 
quite a lot of money to refurbish some restaurants and also to build a new one. I mean, could this have something to do with its choice to launch a record label? Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, from what Ross Dines told me, it sounds like the label has been in the works for quite a while. Actually, Paula McKenzie alluded to that on the, uh, the earnings call as well. Um, and that those plans were kind of delayed when COVID hit. And obviously, when COVID hit, that did ultimately lead to Pizza Express going through a restructuring in 2020, where creditors took ownership of the company. So I don't think you can really say the current earnings pressure or the recent earnings pressure is the reason for the label. But I guess now is probably as good a time as any to launch a potentially quite high margin business that has some benefit to, or theoretically, some benefit to the overall value of the brand. Um, but then... You know, there's another side to it, which is that at the same time, I suppose you could argue that launching a, a record label, um, a venture like this, which at first glance, without knowing the backstory, might seem quite tangential to Pizza Express's core business, you could maybe argue that the optics aren't exactly ideal. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that. Because there's this big cost-cutting plan, but at the same time, they've also got this four-pillar plan, like they said in the call. Yeah, this sort of four pillar growth plan. Um, and, you know, it, it inevitably cutting costs is part of that growth plan to, to an extent. Um, I should probably yeah. have mentioned what all four pillars of that plan are. So they are brand, experience, access and team. Right. And the team part of that just makes me think of the labor issues they've faced in the past. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if these cost cuts might be causing, they might risk causing further negative media attention mm -hmm. um, due to labor disputes. You know, in the past, in 2021, Pizza Express cut employees tip share from 70% to 50%. Mm -hmm. um, and that really hit minimum wage workers hard. Yeah, and, and that context has definitely um, led to some criticism uh, around PX Records. So after cutting employees' tip share, Pizza Express is also implementing a new labor management scheme, it calls, um, which Unite, the big um, UK labor union, argues would effectively remove non-salaried workers from some, some time slots, like lunchtime hours, for example. And there was an article in The Canary, which is a publication covering workers' rights, that accused the company of, and I'm, just to be clear, I'm quoting here, spaffing money up the wall on the record label, at the same time as, and I'm quoting again, shafting hourly workers. Um, so some pretty strong words from, uh, from that side of things. And obviously, we're not picking sides here, um, but it's, it's clear that the news about PX Records has not necessarily been universally well-received, let's say. Yeah, of course. Um, and just to kind of zoom out for a second, has this kind of thing ever been successful in the past in other instances, like... Have there been any other restaurants that have tried to grab a slice of the music industry? <laughs> I see what you did there. Very good. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Um, but yeah, didn't Starbucks launch a label once? You are correct. Yeah, they didn't just launch a label. Um, well, I mean, they, they did do that. But Howard Schultz, who, was, who led the company until quite recently, uh, literally claimed that the company was going to revolutionize the music industry. Wow, that's big words. Yeah, so... Basically, Starbucks bought a music retail startup called Hear Music at the turn of the century. Um, off the top of my head, the, the concept kind of involved allowing people to make their own playlists in these sort of booths and, and then burn their, their own CDs. Um, so this was back when 
CDs were still okay. big. It was still the way that most people consumed music. Um, and then around 2007, Starbucks launched an actual record label with the same name in partnership with another company. And this was a pretty big deal. Like people always talk about the big name that they signed, which was Paul McCartney. But they also signed Joni Mitchell, who, in my humble opinion, and I hope I don't get cancelled for this, is a vastly superior artist and <laughs> probably one of the greatest songwriters the world has ever seen. So her comeback album, Shine, um, was actually released on, on Hear Music, the label that Starbucks launched. Oh, I literally had no idea. Yeah, me neither. That's crazy. Until, yeah, I, I had no idea until until last week. Um, or, you know, I didn't make the connection between Hear Music and, and Starbucks. Um, but anyway, the point is... Um, the well not the point the, the history is that the label just didn't go very well there there were some legal disputes with artists like carly simon who i think accused the company of um of uh blamed the company for her record not selling very well um mm. and amid all of that the the whole project was kind of shut down pretty quickly within within a few months and then eventually years down the road around 2015 starbucks just stopped selling cds in its restaurant in its um in its coffee shops altogether which kind of capped off this whole much vaunted attempt to revolutionize the music industry it sort of sort of um yeah it died a a, a slow death yeah that doesn't sound great so do you think that pizza express can take any lessons from this um uh, uh, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there are any implications for Pizza Express here, aside from pointing out that the music industry is notoriously difficult and fickle. It's not really me, for for me to to draw parallels, but it was it was a fun um, it was a fun kind of history lesson for me, kind of looking into all this stuff. But yeah, basically, music can be hard. So <laughs> incisive analysis over here. Yeah, it's been super interesting to hear something to hear about this anyway. But we're going to have to wrap up here for now. Thank you so much for joining me, Will, and for taking me through this story. Yeah, of course. No problem. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And please let us know if you have any feedback. We love hearing from our listeners and you can reach us anytime by emailing team at ninepin.com. Check in next week to hear the latest on US markets. And we'll be back the week after that. See you then. <laughs>